Own the Future podcast series with Claudia Lee. AI, part one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Own the Future podcast series, where we cover exciting, hot topics for our partner community. I am so excited to welcome today Debo, who is our VP of Engineering at Nutanix, to talk about a topic that I think a lot of us on Main Street want to learn more about, but um, need kind of a more gentle introduction into. So Debo's going to help introduce the topic of AI machine learning for our partner community today. Welcome. Thank you, Claudia, for the invitation to come and speak to the partner community. Yeah, thanks for joining. I'm excited to really geek out on this topic. And like I said, it's something that I think a lot of us are interested in, but it can feel a little bit intimidating. So what we wanted to do today, Debo, is to kind of pick your brain and um, present it in such a way where our partners can really get some food for thought for how they can find new growth opportunities for their business in this exciting space. So before we get started, Debo, I was wondering if you could just tell our audience a little bit about what do you do at Nutanix today? Sure. So at Nutanix, I do two primary things. I lead the engineering for our AI-driven operations, essentially Prism Ops. Um, And also, I kind of help incubate AI ML technologies on top of Nutanix's core. So then like, I have a dual role here. And in general, I'm very excited to help partners and customers kind of accelerate their digital transformation, AI transformation, uh, as and when needed. Perfect. Yeah, so Prism is, I, I think of Prism as one of the key backbones that creates customer delight with our products. So what you do is really injecting very leading edge technologies to make that delightful experience even better. So. Um, before we dive into that, tell us a little bit more about what you did before Nutanix. How did you come to us? <laughs> sure. So um, I had a long journey in a small company called Cisco before Nutanix. Um, and, and over there, I was, a, I, I was kind of somebody who was incubating new technologies and then injecting that into businesses. So uh, in the last three or four years, what I actually uh, did was to incubate AI ML tools and platforms along with the cloud uh, vendors. We collaborated with you know the, all the cloud vendors to create this new platform called Kubeflow that would allow the easy use of AI ML, basically to simplify their ML ops lifecycle. Because if you think about machine learning, we can talk more about it. Most people think of machine learning as this geeky thing of building models with math, but that's only 20% of probably the pain. The real pain in the enterprise is to take those models and then put them through production in a production IT scenario on shared infrastructure or in the cloud. It's a very challenging multi-cloud conversation. So that's what I mean. So, so it's taking the theory, perfect. the 20%, and making it, like you said, production, i.e. impacting people's everyday lives and executable. Right. Correct. Cool. And, awesome. uh, and as, a, as a part of that, I also um, incubated, I mean, I was a big champion of open source and open platforms so that our customers and partners could all participate rather than having a one-way conversation. So uh, 
to that um, no effect, I kind of co-incubated this standards body in machine learning called ML Perf, and now it's evolved into ML Commons. Uh, and um, and prior to this, I've done like around ten years of open source uh, work and product work, and kind of ran teams to do SaaS in terms of operational SaaS and stuff like that. So it's a long journey. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much a summary of my last several years. It to me, um, from the outside in, it feels like you've been um, kind of building this category, right? One of the one of the folks building this category, and now it's about to I think it's starting to go mainstream. So to that end, um, I was doing some research on you, Devo, before our chat, and I was struck by how your LinkedIn profile description is one of the simplest I've ever seen. It simply says that about Debo is monetize AI for infra and infra for AI. So tell us what do you mean by that? Yeah, so that's a, so that's actually the headline for what I do in my day job. Um, think about AI and infra, right? You cannot do AI without infra. Now, if so in order to do very good AI to accelerate your digital transformation across multi, the multi-cloud uh, world, you will need high-quality infrastructure. And this infrastructure needs to have certain properties in order for it to support machine learning workloads. So that's infra for AI. So what is the so I want Nutanix's infra to be the best for running AI workloads. And now you flip the switch. In order to run any kind of infra, including infra for AI, you need to operationalize that very harmoniously. So your infrastructure usually provides a lot of operational data. You can call it the digital exhaust, right, as a car is moving along. So now you use AI to understand what's happening to your infrastructure. And that's pretty much the, what we do at PrismOps. We use AI to uh, improve infrastructure and to understand capacity issues and cost issues. So that's like two pieces of the same puzzle. You just kind of blew my mind there. I'm sure this is so obvious to um, you and your teams that do this every day, but it's almost ironically, you are living the, the concept of machine learning, right? What you're doing with AIs making infra better and you need the infra to make AI really yeah, yeah. A real, realizable, right? So it's this really, uh, it's kind of the definition of machine learning in a way. So yeah, pretty cool. So Debo, can you tell me a little bit then about some examples of how AI is making Nutanix infra, right? And Nutanix products better. Like what are some examples of how this improves our customers' lives or our partners' lives. So actually, if you think about, if you go and look into Prism Ops, you'll see that we use uh, machine learning to do better anomaly detection, to do better capacity planning. And also, um, we take care of, we give you better cost visibility into not only your infrastructure on-prem, but also the multi-cloud costs. Is that the predictive quality then yes. that you're describing? Okay. Yeah. And also it helps you, um, it, it kind of helps you understand your infrastructure better. Uh, it's predictive and it's, uh, and you can figure out what's going wrong with your system. And then there's another part of um, AI, which we are 
kind of if you look at if you look at the prism ops carefully you will see the feature called expiler expiler it doesn't seem like an ai feature but if you combine expiler with some more analytics what you really get is basically uh, understanding of the loop the control loop of how ai can be used to, uh, to build better systems so i mean expiler is pretty new and we have xplay and expiler which help kind of accelerate it's pain points like it helps you helps it automate their uh, simple tasks and dubbo um if you had to put a ratio on some of the new features and technologies that are enabled by your team's work, how much of it is observing the patterns on customer usage and identifying ways to make that scalable? And how much of it is kind of um, suggestions or things that your teams are mapping out for the future? Like how do you guys build new, new features and capabilities? Right. That's a very interesting question. So if you look at, um, Prism Ops today. Uh, Prism Ops today is more about your know, leverage. I mean, it is in production. It, it is a real product. So from Prism Ops, we kind of see what customers are using. We do user studies. We see where they are going. For example, there's a lot of customer interest in Xplay. Xpilot is very new, but Xplay. Xplay is basically automation, low-code, no-code automation. So we are observing what customers use, and we are also looking at pulse data, and we're trying to figure out where customers are going. And 90%, 90 to 95% of our work is today, and making the customer's experience smoother. But then we kind of also try to, instead of, <clears throat> instead of chasing the park, in ice hockey, we are trying to predict where the puck is going to be. And for that, we're trying to invest in deeper AI technologies to kind of look for that new thing that the customers might be delighted by. Gotcha. So there's some, some kind of like more leapfrogging type work. And then there's some incremental work based on looking at patterns, usage patterns and observing, hey, we could automate this and make it more scalable. Right. So, so to your uh, point, there is a there is an amount of there's a, a, some amount of time we spend to improve our own product, uh, looking at data. We do everything data driven, and then there is some amount of incubation that we do internally. And the way this works is that if you do not do in, uh, incremental, I mean, if you do not do incubation to figure out where the customers are going to be. You'll, you'll always mm -hmm. be stumped by something in the market. Or, yeah, or yeah, agreed. And that's kind of why I was asking that question, Debo, because I feel like part of customer delight is not only delivering things that customer asks for, but delight has this element of surprise too. Like, right. wow, I didn't realize I needed that, but this is amazing, right? So I feel like that's um, what you've described as a cool formula for both of those elements, things they need they know they need and things they didn't know they need that, but that delight them. And so the translation into our partner community then is almost like I'm asking these questions so that our partners can think about like, Hey, is this a good platform for just continuing to drive um, customer usage, delight, loyalty, retention, right? Cause it's this platform that keeps getting better and better right. over time. 
would you objectively, right? Um, we're in a very um, competitive industry. Like, would you say what your team, how, how would you say what your team does is unique compared to other infra choices out there, right? And it's, you know, right. just moving around like, what, why is what your team doing? Why is that so unique, do you think? So actually, if you think about it, it's a great question. If you look at the landscape of people doing AI-driven infrastructure, there are a lot of vendors and they're very good competitors who can take data in and analyze. But what our unique selling point is that we do both uh, analyze and give you insights and take actions. That closing the loop, we are really good at. And um, I, if for the partner community, I think with the help of Xplay and eventually Xpilot, because Xpilot is early, but with Xplay, you can actually automate your uh, the IT infrastructure, the IT admin pains um, very effectively, like uh, automating simple tasks. For example, if the memory goes above a threshold, you may want to give it more memory, right? Simple things like that. You may want to do that uh, with our X-Play engine. And gotcha. I think that is a unique selling point. Um, and the other thing that we're uh, embarking upon is that we want to... Um, uh, we want to create a platform out of our products so that we can get signals from almost anywhere, not just our own infrastructure. That way, you'll, uh, our customers and our partners get a 360-degree view of what's going on. And that's happening. That's so, very uh, cool. So yeah. not just our infra, but other infra that they're leveraging. Yeah, and also applications. So basically, um, essentially, we've seen that our customers and partners are delighted by our features but now we just need to uh, ingest more data from other parts of their system so that we can help them better. Mm -hmm.